Would you turn to me to the book of Psalms? The book of Psalms. Psalms chapter 30. Psalms chapter 30. I really love that song. You're in the right place. <laughs> At the right time. Get ready for a breakthrough. I know someone needs a breakthrough this morning. Amen. Psalms chapter 30, verse 5b. Verse 5b. In other words, the second portion of it. Psalms chapter 30, verse 5. Psalm chapter 30, verse 5. And it reads thus. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Let me read it one more time. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Amen. Amen. The title of this message would be, the title of this message would be, The Morning Will Come. The morning will come. Oh, I know it will. The morning will come. Let us pray. Father, I stretch my hands to thee, for no other help I know. If thou shalt withdraw thy hands from me, whether shall I go? Lord, I pray that you may increase and I may decrease. Lord, do what only you can do. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So Psalm chapter 30, th this psalm is entitled, A Psalm of David, A Song Dedicated at the Temple. Again, it's titled, The Psalm of David, A Song Dedicated at the Temple. Let us first know that David the king is the writer of this psalm. The patriarch king David is the writer of this psalm. And David, he had many struggles in his life. And when we read his psalms, what we see is some of his inward thoughts. And we also see some of his inner struggles. For David was saying, it mentioned one time, against thee only and thee only have I sinned. But within that chapter, I believe it's a Psalms 51, it says the title was, this is when Nathan came to him after he committed adultery with Bathsheba, you know? So, so, so many of his, his, his thoughts, his inner thoughts and his inner conflicts are within the psalm. So this is a psalm of David. But, but the title goes on to say that this is a song, a song. It calls it a song. Now, why does it call it a song? Because the, 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 the psalms are different from the rest of the chapters in the Bible, being that they are, are were not, they're, they're, they're not chapters, but they are stanzas. They're stanzas. In, in, in other words, that they were written in a poetic form to be sung. They were not meant only, written only to be read, but they were also written to be sung. That's why the title says that it was dedicated to the temple. 
So in other words, what we see here is that David wrote this psalm in a song form, and after it was written in his song form, it was handed over to the musician within the church, and it was sung in the worship service. You see, nowadays the songs, the lyrics mean a lot. Because not only is this a great song, which I believe it was, it has great lyrics. Not only a great tune, but a great, sometimes we need to listen to what we, listen to the lyrics. Sometimes, you ever listen to a song, you just like that song so much? But one day you just, I'm just going to listen to the lyrics. And Oh, I didn't know that song was talking about that. (laughs) When I get up here and preach, it's more than a good tune. Oh, I know we like when a preacher hoops. But you best, you best be sure that he's saying some substance. So it was a psalm dedicated to the temple. And being that it was a psalm dedicated to the temple, it, it, scholars believe that it was wrote during David's midlife. Now, now within the context of the, of the psalms, we see that there is an uh, inward. There, David is, uh, is it's their, um, it's a psalm that's dealing with disobedience. So we match David midlife, we match disobedience. So scholars believe that it was written concerning the encounter that happened in 1 Chronicles 26, when David numbered the people. For you weren't supposed to number the people, because you need to trust the Lord for your strength and not trust in numbers. So the Lord told them, don't number the people. But David disobeyed, and when he disobeyed, you must deal with the consequences. So God chastised him. So three days they were, they were chastised with pestilence and, and they were also co- so chastised with the sword which was enforced by the angel of the Lord. But I'm so glad that God is merciful. I'm so glad that his anger only endured for a moment because after three days the Lord said that is enough. Now when we look at the context within the verse we see how it parallels with 1 Chronicles chapter 26. For verse, uh, verse 7 David said, thou hid thy face from me, and I was troubled. And we see that the Lord, he frowned on what David did. Verse 5, it says that his anger endured but for a moment. But in his favor is life. You know, the Lord won't stay mad forever. He'll discipline, but he'll turn because he loves us. Now keep in mind, this is a psalm of chastisement, and this is not a psalm of judgment. It's a difference. God's judgment is different from his um, chastisement. For let me explain. For judgment, is, you know, the Lord can use the same means for both, but judgment is rooted in wrath. Chastisement, on the other hand, is rooted in love. Now, because we are Israel, because there's a covenant people and there's the children of God, and because we're in covenant and we're also the children of God, we don't need to worry about God's wrath because Jesus Christ already took the wrath of God on the cross. So we don't have to worry about the wrath of God that's already been covered. But yet, when we, when we make mistakes and we disobedient, we do need to worry about chastisement. For the Lord will discipline us. And then ultimately, the discipline is for our good. Would not the psalmist say it was good that I've been afflicted? Because before I was afflicted, I went astray. But, but yet, from, from also, it says his anger didn't do it for a moment. We see that this psalm, this psalm and, and this night, because David is going through a night, this was self-inflicted. Don't you know that some trouble we go through is self-inflicted? Some trouble we, 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 we bring upon ourselves. And we can't blame nobody else because some, 
Some nights I bring it by myself, for David is enduring the night. But it was self-cause. But, but, but let us not make the mistake of believing that every night is due to chastisement. All trouble is not due to chastisement. Would not Job say to his wife, shall we not receive the good from God but reject the evil? And we should all ask ourselves a similar question. Shall we accept the blessings of God but reject the trouble? Shall we accept the day but not want to endure the night? One thing is inevitable, that nighttime will come to us all. Trouble will come to us all. For the verse says, for weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Let us first note that here what we see is simile. We see a form of literature that is called simile. Now, simile is when you take two unlikely things and make a comparison. Now, it's not saying those two things are one and the same, but it means that you can use, them as a, you can use one as an image that, that favors the other. For example, day is compared to uh, joy, and night is compared to sorrow. This is just simile. That's, that's, that does not mean the natural night is sorrowful and the natural day is joyful. It does not mean that. It's just used to use a natural picture to express a spiritual truth. Let, let, let me explain that. It used a natural picture to explain a spiritual truth. All right. Yes, sir. Amen? Amen. Amen? So, so we see this a lot in Scripture. Natural images used to express spiritual truths. We see this in John chapter 9, verse 4. Jesus used a natural day to display a spiritual truth. For he, he says this. He said, I must complete my work while, while it is day. For the night cometh when no man can work. Now, now, within that biblical day, the reason he says that, because within those biblical days, that when the night came, they could not see because they didn't have electricity like us. So they could not see. So in the nighttime, they could not work. So they must complete their work wise day because when the sun departs, no man can work. Now, what Jesus is saying, he's not speaking about the S-U-N, but he's speaking about the S-O-N. And just as the S-U-N will depart, there will come a time for the S-O-N to depart. And when Jesus departs, he will no longer be, be able to do his earthly ministry. So he must work while it is day. He must work while he is in the land of the living because the night cometh when no man can work. But yet it's a natural image that displays a, natu- a spiritual truth. Again, again, in uh, First Thessalonians, um, this, they are also night is used to display um, spiritual truths. In First Thessalonians five two, it says, "For the, the 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 day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night." Yeah. Also, at uh, um, Luke twelve verse thirty nine, it, it, it says that the good man of the house, had he known the time the thief would come, he would not have suffered his house to be broken into. You can put them both together. Now, 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 within those days, a master with great substance, he will, t- he, will leave, he will charge his servant to watch during the night hours so the thieves will not come in to, to take the substance. But yet, it's a spiritual truth behind it. What, Jesus, what the master Jesus is saying, that he has called us all to be servants, and we are to continually be on the watch because we don't know when he's going to return. 
We don't know the time or the hour. So anyone that says they know the time or the hour that Jesus is going to return is not true. Because if that was true, he would not be called the thief of the night. And let us also keep in mind, Jesus is called the thief of the night. This is a simile. This is not saying that Jesus is a thief. What it's saying that Jesus and the thief of the night have similar characteristics. Just as you don't know when the thief of the night is coming, you don't know when Jesus is coming. We just don't know. Now, 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 concerning simile and concerning the natural images, some of these natural images within the biblical days have not transcended into our current day. Let, let me explain. Let me explain. When scripture, say, when we, when scripture says that, 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 that servants will wash the feet of people, of, of people that enter into the house, that is not a natural image that has transcended through time. We don't see that nowadays. Why don't we see it? Because times have changed. The roads are not on, no, no longer made of dirt. They're made of cement. So, so, so it's not when we enter into, and we have shoes. They wore sandals. So it's not a natural image that has transcended in time. And nowadays, if, if, an, ox, uh, if an ox fall in a ditch, would you not bring it out? We don't see no ox fall into a ditch. <laughs> That's not a natural image that's transcended with time. Now, this is why expository preaching is so important. We preachers have the responsibility of taking biblical day customs and mannerisms and making it applicable to today. We have that responsibility to, to make it applicable because all these images have not transcended with time. But there are other images that transcend through time. Look what the scripture says. It said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Now, that is a natural image that, that transcends in time. No matter if you're old or young, we all know the image of the day, and we all know the image of the night. Yeah. It transcends. A thousand years from now, if Jesus should tarry, it's still an image that will transcend. And don't you know that some things in the Bible transcends? Now, the mannerisms and customs, when the, some of those in the biblical days may have transcended, but their lessons and truth transcends to all generations. It transcends. Not only that, don't you know that the cross transcends? <laughs> the blood of Jesus transcends. Now, now, the execution of the crucifix has not transcended, but the image has. You know, the same, the same gospel that can save the person a thousand years ago is the same gospel that can save the person today. The same gospel, the same belief in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the same that did it a thousand years ago can do, it, can do it today, for it transcends. So therefore, we can say the blood that gives me strength from day to day, for it will never lose its power. So weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Let us now consider some principles of the day and night. Let us now consider some principles of the day and night. Now, now if, if, uh, if day and night represent sorrow and joy, if we further elaborate on principles concerning the day and night, it will further give us spiritual lessons concerning sorrow and joy. So let us first know that night and day is of equal equivalence. Night and day is of equal equivalence. Is there not 12 hours a day and 12 hours a night? There's a counterbalance. There's a counterbalance between the day and night. 
And if there is a counterbalance between the day and night, do you know that there's a counterbalance between your sorrow and joy? Great joy will lead to, a great sorrow will lead to great joy. Uh, let me give you a scripture. It's um, Psalms 126, verse 5. It says that they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. And don't you know the principle there? They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Don't you know the more you sow, the more you'll reap? <laughs> That's the principle. Don't never think you're losing with the Lord. Great sorrow will lead. Well, well I got a little joy. Well, you must have a little sorrow. Oh, I have great, I got great sorrow where you're going to have some great joy. Another principle concerning the day and night is that the principle, the principle concerning the day and night is that they both have their set times. The day and the night have their set times, for it was designed this way. From, from, for the day is from sunrise to sunset. The night is from sunset to sunrise. They all both have a set time. And oh, what a comfort to know that your sorrow and your joy have a set time. Oh, I know you're going through some sorrow. Oh, somebody didn't catch that. It has a set time. Some folks think their sorrow will never end. But I'm telling you to tell you that the Lord has a clock. Oh, and then sunrise will come. I was up this morning. I woke up and it was dark. I woke up with, when it was dark. But something happened between uh, six and seven. I began to see my room light up a little bit. And the light began to come. Oh, why did it come? Because it was time. And when it's time for the Lord to bring you out, nothing can hold you in. Oh, when the time comes. Oh, wouldn't that scripture say it's a, I feel like preaching. Yes, wouldn't that scripture say it's a time for everything? It's a time for everything. For every purpose under the sun. That's right. It's a time for sorrow. Yeah. And it's a time for joy. Preaching. It's a time for yeah, weeping. Yeah, yeah. And it's a time for rejoicing. Yes, sir. It's a time to lose. Yes, sir. And it's a time to gather. For there's a time for everything under the sun. Yeah. For there's a time for night. and But there comes a time for day. Yes, Just hold on. Your time will come. I like what the lady said. This is my time. <laughs> when it's time for the breakthrough, when the morning, when it's time for the morning, the light will break through. When it's time. Now, concern, let me go to a principle concerning the day. A principle concerning the day is that the day is not equally bright. The day is not equally bright. And, the, and if the day represents joy, don't you know that when you, when you, the joy comes, because it comes a little bit at first. You don't see the, the, the day in its full glory all at once. How you know your joy is coming? I just feel a little bit of joy. <laughs> I know the day is coming. I just see a little, I knew the day was coming. I just saw a little bit of light. I just feel a little bit of joy, and it begins to grow. And it begins to grow, and it begins to shine just a little bit brighter. And then it gets brighter, and it gets brighter. Oh, I see something in the sky. Oh, the sun is shining in its strength. The sun is shining in its glory. Oh, it's bright. Don't you know the brightest time of the day is noon? That's when the sun shines at its brightest. But wait, but wait a minute. I would love to just stand still in that moment. Oh, I love noon. And if I will, if I could, I'll just stay there, Reverend Ingram. 
but yet the clock don't stop at 12. No, I don't. The day must proceed. And when it's gone all the way up, the sun must bend, go down. And I'm here to tell you that in life, your joy will reach its peak. But yet in life, it don't always stay there, Reverend Bird. I reach my peak, but then I start going down again. Oh, it's easy to say at noon that, that my mountain is firm and I shall not be moved. But in life, that is not how it always works. In verse 6, David says that, you know, my mountain is in my prosperity. Yeah. Verse 6 of our text, David said, in my prosperity, uh-huh. I said that I will never be moved. Yeah. But in life, you have your ups and you have your downs. For it was noonday. It was noonday for David. Yeah. Oh, it was noonday for David when they, the people chanted, for Saul has killed his thousands. Yeah. But David has killed his 10,000. Oh, I love the moment. I wish to stay right there. But sooner or later, the tune will change. Sooner or later, it'll go up, and then it'll go down. And the same people that was praising you will be the same people that talking about you. Uh, Somebody don't believe me. Psalm 69, verse 12. David will say they sit at the gates yeah. and they don't speak for me, but they're speaking against me. Right. Oh, it got so bad, I even became the drunker song. They drinking down a 40 and they singing a song talking about me. Oh, I know what I'm talking about. This is even true within ministry. You have your ups and you have your downs. Oh, you come in here and preaching a good sermon. Everybody want to shake your hand. Oh, you preach. That boy preach. But come in here having a rough Sunday. Come in here and don't be on your A game. See how fast folks talk about you. Oh, that boy can't preach. I don't know what that was, but it wasn't preaching. Have a bad Sunday and see if folks come shake your hand after you get done preaching. Oh, I know what I'm talking about. You get done preaching, it go that well. <laughs> you have to shake your own hand because nobody else is really shaking your hand. Nobody else is really patting you on the back. Sunday dinner be about you. In my prosperity, I said I shall never be moved. Now, this is also true versus within financial blessings. In my financial, in my prosperity, I said I shall not be moved. But yet, in life, you got your ups and you got your downs. I know your bank account got it on, got going on right now, but sometimes when your money is funny and your change is strange, you know, you got your ups and you got your downs. This is also true concerning youth and their strength. You see, when you're 30 or getting close to 30, you're on an upward bound and you're getting to your peak and you're perfectly healthy. And it's easy to say in this time that my mountain is firm and my prosperity, I shall not be moved, but let the years keep on going. (laughs) And you just can't run as fast as you used to. You can't jump as high as you used to. For life will bring upon changes. So things don't just always stay at noonday, amen? You see, we also see this with um, we also see this with Jesus. 
It's noonday for Jesus when he's going into Jerusalem on a donkey. Hosanna. Hosanna. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hosanna. But 24 hours later, crucify him. Same folks. Matthew 17, 1, Jesus takes his, Matthew 17, 1, Jesus takes his disciples up on a mountaintop. He takes Peter, James, and John, and they going up on a high mountain. Oh, I like going high. I like when the Lord takes me high. They going up on a mountaintop. But yet, Peter likes where they at. And he just want to dwell in the moment. Verse 4, he says, it's good for us to be here. <laughs> Let us build some tabernacles. And a tabernacle means dwelling place. In other words, I don't plan on going nowhere. <laughs> I'm just going to stay right here. I'm going to savor the moment. But yet, just like you went up, sooner or later you must come down. In verse, now, in this, verse 9, they said Jesus took them down from the mountain. Now, I'm here to tell you that Jesus will take you up, but if you want, I'll follow you wherever you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> when Jesus is taking you up, we like to follow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But can you follow Jesus when he's taking you down? Uh-huh. Oh, can you follow when he's taking you down into the valley? Can you follow him when people are talking about you? Can you follow him when he's taking you to scrutiny? Can you follow Jesus wherever he go? Yes, sir. When things get hard, we don't want to follow. But we love, we love you know, it's easy standing by Jesus on the mountain. But can you stand by him on the valley? It's easy to preach when people want to hear what you got to say. But can you preach to folks that don't want to hear? So you have your ups and you have your downs. Now, 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 now let's deal with some principles concerning the night. Now, now concerning the night, now, now let us first note that the night will come. The night will come. You know, it, it's no avoiding it. It will come. You can't get around it. It will come to us all. The night will come. Now, now concerning the night, don't you know, like, like during the day, we can see the sun shining forth in its shrimp with, shrimp with its beams of sunlight. But it's only during the night where you, when you can see the constellation of the star. It's some graces that you only can see at night. How did you learn the constellations? I learned it during the night. There are some things we don't want to go through the night. But only during the night that you can see some things that you can't see during the day. It's only during the night. For the Lord will ask Job in Job 38, verse 31. He says, uh, can thou bind the sweet influence of Pleiades? Can thou loose the bands of Orion? Pleiades and Orion are constellations. Well, how is Job supposed to see those, those, those stars? He only can see them during the night. Oh, sometimes people want to see your spiritual insight. But you got to go through my night. I can explain what the stars look like to you, but unless you go through the night for yourself, you got to see it for yourself. Look what he says. He said, can thou bind the sweet influence of Pleiades? In other words, he calls Pleiades a sweet influence. But it's a sweet influence that comes through the night. Through the night. 
Now, there's been saints that we've been blessed by their anointings. We, we, we've been blessed by their, their, their sweet hymns, and we've been blessed by their, their sweet testimonies. But some of these things was learned during the night. Reverend Paul Jones will write a hymn um, entitled, I Won't Complain. You know the psalm, I had, I had some good days, and I had some hills to climb, for, for I had sleepless days and some weary nights. Now, now, those are sweet lyrics, but you can't tell me that that song was inspired by the day. That song was inspired, those lyrics were inspired by the night. Sometimes great anointings is inspired by pain. Great anointings inspired by hurt. Great anointings are sweet influence inspired by the night. Um, Horado Spafford, you know, he will experience a, a, a great night within his life. For, for, for before his, his children crossed the Atlantic Ocean and, along with his wife, and he was to follow, but yet something happened. His wife would send him a message. And the first, she, only two words, very short, only two words. The first word was saved. Oh, this is, this is day. Saved. But it's the next word that will turn his day into night. The next word was alone. Alone. So she says, saved alone. Saved alone. Four kids drowned at sea. So Spafford is going to meet with his wife. And as he is crossing the Atlantic Ocean, the captain calls him and said, this is the place where your family drowned. This is the place where your family drowned. So his kids are, no need to buy caskets, because the kids are already buried at sea. Four miles deep. You'll never see them again. We can't get, go down there and get them. It's too deep. So, so, so what do you do during this midnight hour? Oh, Spafford was, at this time, Spafford was paying one of the greatest hymns, and he would say, it is well. Oh, doing the heartache and doing the pain. What can you say? It is well. It is well with my soul. So some things are only inspired by the night. The, the, the verse also said, the Lord also says, can you, can you lose the bands of Orion? Can you lose the bands of Orion? In other words, Job, you can't do that. Job, you can't change the stars. You can't change. Don't you know that the stars don't change? How can, how can we know the different constellations? We can know the different constellations because the constellations can be studied. In other words, they don't change. The stars do not change. They remain fixed in the sky. So therefore, we have astronomers who study the stars. They can be studied and they can be learned. And don't you know that this is similar to the ways of God? Don't you know that God's ways don't change? They can be studied, and they can be learned. <laughs> Just as an astronomer learns the sky of the stars, you know, theologians will learn the ways of God. God have ways, but someone don't believe him. Would not he say, to, would not script Psalm say, for, for, for Israel knew his acts, but Moses knew his ways? Now, if God's ways are not set, they would not be able to be learned. But God's ways are set. Just like they were set then, they are set now. God's ways can be 
learned. And being that God's ways can be learned, we see this even within our scripture text. For, 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 for Job will make a supplication to God. Verse 8, he'll make a supplication. You know, and a supplication is a request. You know, it's a petition because you don't demand anything of God. God is not your bellhop. You don't, you don't demand anything, God. You, we, we make supplications. So he makes a supplication using God's ways. Verse 9, he will say, like, um, he, he'll, he'll make a supplication. He'll say, well, shall the, shall the, let me read it. Verse 9, what prophet is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? In other, ways, he know, in other words, he knows God's ways. And he knows that God inhabits the praises of his people. And that's a set way that will not change. So what profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Shall the dust praise thee? And not only does he know that the God inhabits the praises of his people, but he also knows that the, door, the, the Lord had, desires to have a witness to declare his truth. That won't change. So he says, shall the dust praise thee? Shall it declare thy truth? Not, not only do, 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 do David know that, that God's way is truthful and he desires a witness, but he also knows that, that, that God is merciful. God is merciful. You know, so he'll say, oh, Lord, be merciful unto me and be my help. Verse 10, oh, Lord, be merciful unto me and be my help. Don't you know that God doesn't change? During the midnight hour, don't you know he'll be merciful and he will be our help? Because he don't change. Now, 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 being that the stars are fixed, don't you know that they can be used for direction? They can be used for direction. Some say, well, I don't know which way to go, where we got God's way. We got God's ways. They can be used for direction. Don't you know um, ancient um, captains, when they'll travel at sea, don't you know that they'll use the stars for direction? Because they don't change. I remember hearing a song when I was younger. It was um, a Negro spiritual called Follow the Drinking Gourd. And the drinking gourd was a constellation that, in the shape of a gourd. And it was used by the slaves because if they followed, the drinking gourd had a star that pointed north. And being at the drinking gourd pointed north, if they followed the drinking gourd, they were going north, which would, which would lead them to the Ohio River, which will earn them their freedom. So, so, so they will follow the drinking gourd. So, so in a like manner, you know, sometimes I don't know which way to go. Now, now, when Jesus was born, I believe he'll t- tell the, um, the sheep and the shepherds, go to Bethlehem. But the three wise men, how did they know which way to go? They had to, <laughs> they had to follow the star. And stars are set. How do you know where he's at? Well, we've seen his star. So if you follow the star, it'll give you direction. So the, and the Lord speaks in two ways. Sometimes he'll tell you what to do. But sometimes the Lord is silent. And he said, why are you asking me for? Don't you got my ways? Oh, this is important. I think this will help some folks. When you know his ways, you say, well, what would the Lord do? What would Jesus do? Now, from what I see in Scripture, these are his ways. So I believe this is the direction that he's leading in. And don't you know the stars is faithful? They can be trusted. And don't you know that God can be trusted? His ways are sure. Now, I come to the theme of the message. And I just want to let you know, church, during the midnight hour, 
that the morning will come. How do you know the morning will come? Because the morning always comes. The morning will come. Now, 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 what is the darkest time of the night? Some say that the night is darkest before dawn. I don't know. Perhaps it's dependent on variables. But when the night is in this darkest hour, don't you know just as we said the day have a peak? Don't you know that your night have a peak? And when you have reached your darkest hour, the principle is when you reach your darkest hour, things can't get no darker. When you reach your darkest moment, when you're all the way down here, don't you know what? You have nowhere else to left to go but up. I'm about to illustrate this for you. Say I'm going down. My night getting darker. My night getting darker. My night getting darker. My night getting darker. Uh-oh, I hit rock bottom. That's best time. <laughs> oh, I can't. I, hey, hey, I, I can't go down no far. <laughs> I'm all the way down. Uh, have you been there? Have you ever been all the way down? <laughs> have you ever been to the place where you need to look up to see the bottom of your shoes? Have you ever been down to the point where you can't go down no more? Mm-hmm. But I'm here to tell you, when things are at their darkest, yes, sir. Oh, there's only one place to go. Yes, sir. Oh, we can go up. Yeah. And when the night is at its darkest, yes, sir. oh, I'm, don't get discouraged. Yeah. It's the best time. Because things have to get bright. Uh, some will say that I'm in the fear of fiery furnace. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar has turned that furnace all the way up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is as hot as it can go. Don't get discouraged, because there's only one other place to go. For the fire has no other choice but to cool. Oh, I'm in the valley. I'm all the way down. I'm deep in the valley. Some call it the valley of the shadows of death. All I know is that I'm in the valley, and I'm all the way down. There's nowhere else left to go, Reverend Bird. Only place left to go is up. And don't you know when you're in a valley? Because it's a valley on both sides. I don't know which way the Lord would turn me. But whichever way he turned me, I'm going up. Either go up on this side or I'm going up on this side. I don't know. But have you ever been in a place where you only can go up? And you see, when I'm in the middle, you know, things can get worse. (laughs) Things can get worse. But when I'm all the way down here, I can go nowhere but up. Oh, that's a story of a certain king mm-hmm. who was taken captive. And as he was taken captive, yes, he would see, uh, you know, he was taken captive and he was um, walking behind the chariot and he will weep and he will look at a wheel. He will look at a wheel that was spinning and then he'll start smiling. Yeah. And they say, why are you smiling? The, the, king, the conquering king said, why are you smiling? You have nothing to smile about. But the king that was conquered said, I'm smiling because as I'm looking at the wheel, I see where I'm at. I'm in the dust. I'm the part of the wheel that's touching the dust. And you're at the top. But I hear to know such is the lot of man that the wheel keep on turning. (laughs) And even though I'm at the bottom, things will turn and things with the wheel will keep on turning. And because I'm at the bottom, whichever way it turns, rather this chariot go forward or backward, whether I go to my right or my left, I'm coming up. Because sooner or later, you can be in the dust, and I can be back at the top. So don't, 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 don't be discouraged by your dark nights. Don't be discouraged because the morning will come. 
Well, 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 David will say, for weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. How, how can David make such a claim? How can you make such a claim? See, you only can make such a claim like this from experience. Now, 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 I can say for tomorrow that the morning will come. I bet you on it. The, money, the morning will come. Well, how do, you, how do you know, Staples? I know from experience. The morning will always come. And don't you know when David making his claim, this is not his first, man life, this is not his first night. David know from experience that the morning will come. Oh, David can tell you that I've been through some nights. David would be able to tell you that it was night when I had to go in a valley and face Goliath. But morning will come as Goliath fell. David would tell you that it was night when King Saul threw his javelin to pin me up against the wall. But morning will come as the Lord would deliver me. David would tell you it was, not, it was night where me and my men, where we lost all our families, when the Amalekites came and Ziklag and took everything. It was night. But the morning will come when the Lord will, the morning will come as the Lord will recover all. David would tell you that, 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 that it was night when, when, when his son aimed and raped his sister Tamar. It was also night when Absalom killed Amon. It was also night when Absalom would try to dethrone him. So he'd been through some nights, but he can tell you that through it all, yet the morning came. For David would go on eventually say, greatest the afflictions of the righteous. For the Lord, but the Lord delivers them from them all. So I'm going through a night, but I know the Lord will deliver me. How do you know, preacher? Because he delivered me yesterday. He's delivered me today. And I know he will deliver me tomorrow. For the Lord delivered David. Well, how do you know the Lord will deliver you? Because he delivered David. And I know that there's no secret to what God can do. What he did for others, he can do for you. I know the Lord will deliver me. Did he not deliver Noah from the flood? Oh, I know he'll deliver me. Did he not deliver Daniel from the lion's den? Oh, I know he'll deliver me. Did he not deliver Meshach, Ashak, and Abednego from the very furnace? I, I know and I just believe that the Lord will deliver me every day. So be encouraged and never doubt, and the Lord will surely bring you out. I know he'll deliver me. Don't you know it's good news? Don't you know that, 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 that we can see, don't you know that we get tokens of the sun coming before it even arrives. Don't, don't you know that before I even see the sun's substance, I see his radiance? Yes. Therefore, let me know that the sun is approaching. But you haven't seen the sun yet, Staples. But I see his radiance. I see the, radiance, the residue of his radiance. Therefore, I know it's coming. Oh, in my spirit. Things been dark, but I, feel, I see a radiance of a little bit of joy. Yeah. So I know that it's coming. Yeah. You know, I see it's rated. Now, when Christopher Columbus was sailing to, to land, he knew that he was getting close to land before he even seen the seashore. But how did he know? Because he seen some seaweed. Not only did he see some seaweed, he seen some broken, broken tree weed, broken tree stumps floating in the sea. 
Not only did he see that, but he seen some land birds. Yes, sir. So because he seen these residue of things that are associated with land, he knew that land was coming. Yes, oh, would not Elijah know that the rain was coming? Yes, you haven't seen nothing yet. It looks dry in the sky. Yes, but it's coming because I hear it in my spirit. Yes, oh, oh, don't you know that before it even comes, sometimes you'll hear it in your spirit. Yes, oh, it's dry. Well, oh, you hear that? You hear that? I can see Elijah going to the service and say, you hear that? I heard something in my spirit. I heard a drip. You see that? Did you hear it? Service said, oh, no, I didn't hear it. Okay, well, maybe it's just me. Uh, drip, drip, drip. Wait, wait, but I heard something. Well, I heard something. Nobody else. And people saying, you're crazy. People saying, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, but then it gets loud. I hear drip, 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 drip. It's getting louder, and before you know it, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. But the servant coming back talking about he didn't see nothing. Well, you better go back again, because I know what my spirit heard. So you better go back until you hear and see something. The seventh time. Uh, some of us, you just, just need to wait to the seventh time. <laughs> just need to wait to the seventh time. You probably say, am I wasting my time? Can a clock be rewind? Have I let my light shine? Will I reach 99? I'm wasting my time going back and forth. I don't know why he keep me going back and forth. You know, he's doing what the Lord told him to do. And sometimes we're doing what the Lord told us to do, but we don't see nothing. Oh, I went to church, but I ain't seeing nothing happen. I'm paying my tithes, but I'm still shrugging financially. I'm doing everything the master told me to do, but yet I don't see nothing. Well, I just want to let you know, keep on doing it. Keep on doing what the master told you to do. And sooner or later, this time just may be different. Oh, this time. He went the seventh time. Oh, this time will be just like all the rest. But he went the seventh time. And this time just be di- was just different. He didn't see much, but he saw something. And some of us, we are struggling with sin. We like naming the, naming the leper. We struggling with sin and say, I, I went to Jordan and the, and the water was cold. It, it chilled my body, but not my soul. But I went down to the Jordan and I did everything I was told to do. So I just dipped one time. And nothing happened. And this is the way struggling sin is. Oh, I went to church, but it still won't fall off. Oh, I studied my Bible, but it still won't fall off. I did everything. I talked to the pastor, but it still won't fall off. I went to counseling, but it still won't fall off. I went to the anonymous meetings, but it still won't fall off. But just keep on dipping. Dip a second time, nothing happened. Dip a third time, nothing happened. Well, just keep on dipping. Dip a fourth time, nothing happened. Dip a fifth time, nothing happened. Satan will say, you're wasting your time. Why you keep on going back to church? Nothing happened. It's just not falling off. Come to church and you're still cussing people out. Come to church and you're still struggling with addiction. Oh, Lord, it just won't fall off. Oh, when will my stronghold fall off? I'm here to tell you, go down to six times. Nothing happened. Oh, but yet, some people will say, well, you're just wasting your time. And this time will just be like all the rest. But who knows, this time just may be different. I'm going down a third time and some things again will just fall off. 
I don't, there comes a time where you won't come up the same way you went down. Some things sooner or later, some things will just fall off. <laughs> sooner or later, that addiction will fall off. <laughs> sooner or later, the Lord will clean up your lips. Just keep on doing what you're supposed to do. Oh, he's seen a little bit of something. The servant's seen a little bit of something. He didn't see much. Oh, I'm learning to thank God for a little bit. Don't see much. I just seen a little. He said, I seen a cloud the size of a man's hand. I don't see much. But Elijah said, you better get ready. Because <laughs> something about to happen. You know, because things that start off small, don't despise small beginnings. The Lord can use some small stuff. Don't despise a small ministry, because the Lord can use a small ministry. He said, you see, don't you know that when the morning came, don't you know that when the morning comes, don't you know that the day breaks? <laughs> Let me explain it. Don't you know that the, 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 the day breaks? Through the night? You see, it is not night that overcomes light, but it is light that overcomes night. So therefore, the day breaketh. Now, now, would not, when Jacob was wrestling all night long, would not the angel of the Lord say, let me go, for the day breaketh. The day breaks through the night. And don't you know, you suffer, you're going through a night and you're sorrowful right now. But don't you know that joy will break through your sorrow? Oh, I know what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm going through a lot of pain. But don't you know that when it's the time comes, when the morning comes, that comfort will break through your pain? Oh, I'm going through a storm. But don't you know when the day comes, don't you know that peace will break through your storm? Oh, I know it will. I know it will. Oh, I can't. You see, when the morning comes, I can't stay sorrowful because joy breaks through it. Oh, oh, I can't stay depressed because the joy breaks through. Oh, I, I can't stay in my storm because the peace breaks through. Oh, the pain can't cling to me because sooner or later, the day will break and comfort has no choice but to come in. Now, some of us, we've been holding on through the night. And sometimes we want to say, Lord, how long shall I hold on through the night? Ask Jacob, don't you know we wrestle through the night, but don't you know it comes to a point where you even out of fight? Have you ever been to the point where you just can't fight anymore? Have you ever been to the point where you, what do you do when you're out of fight? What do you do when you're out of gas? What do you do when you just can't fight no more? You have no more swings left in you. You just can't fight anymore. I believe we need to be like Jacob, and we don't know what to do. When we got no more fight in us, we just need to hold on and just keep on holding on through the night. Hold on when you don't know what else to do. Just keep on holding on. Make up in your mind that you're going to hold on and you won't let go. Well, preacher, how long must I hold on? Just keep on holding on until something breaks. Keep on holding on until the breaking comes. 
Just keep on holding on until something breaks in your spirit. Keep on holding on until that morning comes. Oh, I know it will come. I know it will come. Just hold on. Oh, I now come to the conclusion of the sermon. The morning weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Now, this is speaking of the sun, but there is another sun. Oh, I know the morning will come. Malachi 4.2 would say the son of righteousness. But it does not say the S-O-N. It says the S-U-N, but it's talking about the S-O-N. Now, what is this saying? It's saying that Jesus, the, the son, is a picture of Jesus. And don't you know that Jesus will come? Don't you know he's like the sun? He's like the sun. Don't you know the sun is the center of the universe? And don't you know that Jesus is the center? You know, smitten, everything in scripture is just centered around Jesus. It all revolves around him. The smitten rock to the burning bush. It's all about Jesus because he's the center. But one thing about the sun, don't you know the sun always shining? The sun never stops shining. And I'm here to tell you that Jesus never stops shining. Oh, in Matthew chapter 17, it says that Jesus transfigurating his face shone like the sun. But he didn't begin shining. He always was shining. So the miracle there is not that he shined, but the miracle is that he held it in all that time. For Jesus never stopped shining. Oh, and another point, don't you know that the sun don't move? Don't you know that the sun don't move? We move. The sun don't move. Don't you know when it get dark? It's not because the sun moves. It's because the earth is moving. That's when it gets dark. And some of our nights are self-inflicted. The Lord didn't turn on you. You turn on the Lord. The Lord didn't move. You move. Within a text, verse 7, David said, Thou hid thy face from me, and I was troubled. But could it be that when we say the sun comes up and it goes down, could it be that we're just saying that from our perspective? And could it be that J. David is just writing from his perspective, but in reality, David, the Lord, didn't move. You move. But you know what? When it's dark, if you want the sun to reappear, the earth needs to go back where it left it. And sometimes we want Jesus to show up. We need to go back where he left him. Would not Mary and Joseph forget Jesus in Jerusalem? Oh, Jesus didn't go nowhere. He was just still. You need to go back where you left him. Wouldn't not the prodigal son, the prodigal son, when he left home, the father did not move. The father was standing at the same place, same location. But so if you want to find a loving father, you need to go back where you left him. Another point, another point. When the sun, don't you know the sun will return the same way in which it left? <laughs> oh, I like this point. Don't you know when the sun leaves, I, we do not gaze up in the sky waiting for it to return. We know it will return the same way in which it left. That's right. And don't you know when, Jesus, when the sun, when Acts 1, when Jesus left, you know, don't you know what his disciples do? They'll just stand gazing into the sky. And the angel of the Lord would tell him, why are you stand there gazing in the sky for? Don't you know in the like matter in which he left, he will also return? 
And therefore, in the meantime, until the master return, if he have called us to be stars, let us be stars. Yes, sir. If he have called us to be candlelights, let us be candlelights. But let us not be idle. And the closing point, we need to all know that the morning will come. The morning will come. Just like the morning will come, Jesus will too come. For Jesus to say that I am the root of David, for I am the bright and morning star. For Jesus will come as that bright and morning star. Therefore, we can say star of wonder, star of light, star of royal, beautifully bright. Westward leading, still proceeding. Guide us in thy perfect light. So when that sun arrives, when the sun comes, don't you know that our sorrow will be done away with. Reverend Ingram, I believe that he'll wipe every tear away from our eyes. Oh, our pain will be gone away. There'll be no more trouble there. For it'll continue. It won't be no need of the natural sun because we'll have the sun, which is the S-O-N. And don't you know, like, just as the sun departs, when Jesus comes, he won't depart again. So therefore, this thing we call day will be done away with because there'll be a continual day. Perhaps that's why scripture says that there one day shall be as a thousand years and a thousand years shall be as one day. I don't know. But I do know that, you know, when we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we'll know less days to give God praise than when we first become. So church, I want you to be encouraged. I know the light nights seem long, but be encouraged in knowing that the morning will come. I know it will.